Blog Talk Radio. WWE programming for the next 30 days because he failed the wellness test. 
the Roman Reigns experiment continues to just go down a lot of wacky roads. And this, I mean, who knows what this chapter will lead to in the Roman Reigns saga. And we got to get into this. And I cannot make heads or tails out of this situation without my tag team partner. Let's get him on the line. Dave, how you doing this evening? Well, I'm doing a lot better than Roman Reigns. I am not the guy that got suspended for uh, from the WWE wellness policy, but I am the long-distance co-host with the most that's got a lot to say about this subject tonight. Yeah, it's crazy. Just to let you guys know, I mean, it's great that like, we have this many things to talk about at this point in time in wrestling. Just to let you guys know, so Dave and I have our pre-show meeting, and I'm still making my way through. I've never had a dog before. So most of you know that I got a dog recently and we're discussing, we're going through, we're coming up with our outline and and Monty decides now I need to go out. I need to go right now. So uh, Monty's around. He's in the studio now. So if you hear barking at any point during the show, uh, that might be Monty, but it's been fun, but we got a lot to talk about. I mean, we're coming up with the outline and it was basically, we got to discuss the Roman Reigns thing. I mean, that was essentially the outline for the show. Um, Dave, just, just crazy stuff. I mean, when you think about the road uh, of, of Roman Reigns and, and where, you know, he's gone and, and, you know, being a member of the Shield. And, and look, guys, stop, stop, stop with the best faction of all time nonsense with the Shield. They were great. Great factions. Stop with best of all time. But a great faction nonetheless. Very popular out there doing their thing. Three very skilled individuals, three guys that look like had very bright futures. Roman Reigns is a guy that kind of like comes out of it as, all right, he looks like he's the guy that's going to be the star. The crowd firmly behind him at this point, as it looks like he's the guy to be pushed. Once the WWE machine gets behind him to push him, then the fans got to crap all over it. His popularity starts taking nosedive continues to nosedive booking issues up and down every time it looked like they kind of were rebuilding Roman Reigns in the right direction. It seems like something bad would happen. Um, You know, multiple title runs, this last run now, not the best title run. Didn't, I didn't think it made Roman Reigns look strong, loses the belt. And then all of a sudden we find out he failed the wellness policy. It's just, it's crazy to look at this guy's career. Um, We had discussed, coming out of this recent title reign and, and loss, should the Roman Reigns experiment be done? Is it, is it time for it to be done? I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but that question needs to be asked. But now that question further needs to be asked just because he fails the wellness test. And Dave, it's interesting when you look at the timing, because the timing of this, he still could be in the triple threat match. He's, he will be, you think he'd be eligible for the draft. Um, so do things get pushed off? Where does this leave him? Um, it's, it's just what a rocky road. When you, when you go back and you press rewind, when you look at the guy that was going to be the guy who is emerging from the shield and where we're at now, it, it's just, it's absolutely mind blowing what has happened to this man's career. It, it, it truly is. I mean, for the longest time, a lot of people were firmly behind him that when the time came for him to emerge from the pack, that he was going to be the guy, and even the, even the people were behind it. And like you said, once I think the fans kind of bought the idea that, you know, WWE was behind him, 
they they didn't really like that too much. It was almost like the audience kind of gave the proverbial, excuse my language, fuck you to management and say, no, 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 we've been behind him. We're the ones that have helped make him a star, not you. And then, of course, you know, the way that they portrayed his character in the situations that they put him in did not help his cause whatsoever. Um, I don't take anything away from the man's athletic ability. Um, he, he's, he's a phenomenal talent. I think he's only going to get better. Okay, I think, and I and I said this. I had an argument with somebody about this recently regarding the Roman Reigns experiment. And um, to answer that question, I don't necessarily think that that experiment needs to. They need to pull the plug on it per se when it comes to to him in you know top storylines and as one of the focal points of the show. I think they need to stop think making him out to be this you know superhero that people you know, aren't firmly behind. I mean, I think his, his character should change direction, but I don't necessarily think you need to like pull the plug on the experiment and say, well, you know, let's push him back to the mid card or maybe put him back in and put him in a tag team or something. No, 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 no. Um, but the argument that I had with this individual was um, he gets compared a lot to John Cena. And I think that's a, I think that's a big part of why the audience doesn't really care for him too much because in the manner that his character is portrayed and how he gets pushed, it's very similar to the rise of John Cena over 15, 16 years ago. Um, so I think now, compared, if you compare John Cena from his early run, let's say 2005, 2006, to Roman Reigns' run currently right now or before the suspension, Roman Reigns was a hell of a better wrestler than John Cena was. Okay, And it's taken Cena a lot longer to become a better in-ring performer and in-ring hand to work with just about anybody but Reigns on the other hand athletically speaking I think athletically he's at this stage in his career he's better than what John Cena was in his early run um as far as putting him in the uh the 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 triple threat at battleground um he still advertised for it I mean Smackdown aired on Thursday that suspension took place on Tuesday they knew about it Tuesday they didn't fly him into the TV tapings Tuesday in Tucson Arizona they're still, they're still acting like he's going to be a part of this match. I mean, he just barely makes the 30 days, uh, serves the 30-day suspension before the pay-per-view. Um, so it sounds like, as of right now, um, that they do have plans to keep him in the match. Um, and I mean, I don't know what your thoughts on it, and of course our listeners and our callers, um, what their thoughts are on it. I'll get into my thoughts about that in a little bit, but um, needless to say, to round out this answer, yeah, it's been topsy-turvy for him. Um, probably one of the more controversial runs for a top guy in recent memory. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, that's why something like this, you know, warrants a lot of discussion because there's there's the on-screen Roman Reigns character and what do they do there? And then there's the off-screen Violating the wellness policy, where is his character going to go? Is he over? How do we evaluate him? And um, that's why there's, there's so many moving parts when something like this happens to a high-profile guy who is in arguably the biggest storyline going right now in the WWE, which is the biggest wrestling company on the planet. So when, when you look at that, you know, you have the situation, all right, he could still be in the triple threat. What do they do to build? What do they do to write them off TV? 
How did they just come out? I mean, everyone knows why. They just come out and say it. Um, and there's a lot to discuss via what they should do going forward with the storyline. But then it is, like you're saying, Dave, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's necessarily time to knock him down to the mid-card. You know, I don't think it's, it's time to, to do that. You know, I'm not thinking like, you know, hell, you know, the pre-show match should be Roman Reigns versus Fandango. You know, I'm not saying that. Um, but you wonder what the WWE is thinking. Um, obviously, as a company, they're, they were high on him. Uh, you would think this hiccup, uh, they should still be high on the guy. I mean, the guy's talented, and I agree with you. I think the fans with Roman Reigns have been so unfair. So unfair. It, it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, to me, the WWE tried to give the fans the guy that they wanted, and then the fans decided, oh, well, if the WWE wants him now, we don't want him anymore. Uh, it just, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm a fan. I'm not going to try to make sense out of how certain fans act, um, you know, towards wrestlers. You know, I like Reigns. Um, now here's the thing. When you look at Roman Reigns and, and I really want to get your take on this, Dave, you know, when you look at what hasn't worked with him and how he's not resonating with the fans right now. And how he is a baby face. Um, how he is still basically wearing uh, his S.H.I.E.L.D. outfit. And he's still coming down to the S.H.I.E.L.D. theme. Now, does this become something that could be construed as a blessing in disguise? As, you know, you take Reigns off TV for a while. Uh, can some changes be made? Now, I'm not sure. Now, again, I'm spitballing here. I was shocked when I heard this. Uh, you know, when this news came down. I just, I was floored. Um, and, and I don't know what direction they go in. I do think it's an opportunity to change some things. Do I think that it's necessarily the time to change everything? You know, that all of a sudden he comes back wearing like bikini briefs, shaves his head and comes out to, you know, some other music. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily the case either, but I do think it's a blessing. I, I think they need to be cautious. I don't think Roman Reigns coming back after these 30 days is going to come back like the conquering hero. I don't think fans are going to all of a sudden be sympathetic, and when he comes back, that he's going to get a babyface pop. So I, I think there's, there's time for them now to kind of, you know, put the car in park and figure out, all right, well, let, let's see if there's anything we can change with this Reigns character. Um, again, I don't know if you go, you completely throw everything out and start from square one or you kind of tweak his character a little bit, or he comes back and turns heel. But Dave, I do think that this is something that um, can be an opportunity. On the flip side, you wonder, does the WWE continue to think of him as a main eventer? Um, is he, does he stay in that status? Does he come back for the triple threat match unsuccessful, and then he kind of gets bumped down a little bit? Again, I don't know if that's necessarily the right way, but to me, it's such an intriguing story because I think everything is on the table. Um, but your thoughts, Dave, on when you look at, like, Roman Reigns, I think there's room for change. There's room for improvement. I've joked in the past. I've said, you know, Reigns is that, that, that high school jock that, you know, he's a junior in, in college and is still walking around with his, his high school letter jacket. You know, still thinking, he, you know, he's Matthew McConaughey in Dazed and Confused, you know. 
He's the dude that was cool in high school and is still trying to reclaim that former glory. And I, my joke with that is because he's still coming down and he's still like a member of the Shield. And, and I, I've said for a while that I think he needs – the other two separated themselves from the Shield. Uh, the other two have, have developed characters that are very separate from the Shield. Um, I think it's time for rain. So, Dave, this could be a blessing in disguise, but what they change and how many changes, if anything – you know, that's the big question mark. Well, this you're right. This is an opportunity now for his character to, in some ways, take some kind of reset, whether it's full on or whether it's little by little. Um, I think this is a big opportunity for management to really sit down during these 30 days and think about the direction that his character is going to take once they bring him back to television. Here's something that I think needs to be addressed that really hasn't been addressed amongst um, the wrestling community um it's well known you know Sirius xm busted open radio and the and we know a few of the guys over there through you know busted open they're 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 uh you know a pretty popular wrestling radio show on Sirius xm and i like those guys okay but now i'm gonna call them out on their bullshit okay and i'm sure that they really don't care that i'm gonna say this to them but i'm gonna call them out on their bullshit right now okay First of all, I'm not even going to name them by names because some of our listeners or most of our listeners know who they are, okay? But for the longest time, these two guys were jumping on the bandwagon about how Roman Reigns is the guy. They supported Reigns, um, you know, as the, as the top guy and supported WWE management in, in, in making him the next heir apparent to the throne, okay? I don't have Sirius XM radio to listen to a whole lot, but the, the, the times I've listened, there's always been positive feedback regarding Roman Reigns' character. From them, okay? Now that all of a sudden that this suspension happens, all of a sudden now they've jumped off the bandwagon. They've jumped ship. How could he do such a thing? Why would you be so stupid? You got the, you got the keys to the kingdom in the palm of your hand, and you make a big mistake like this. Okay. I get part of that. However, who's to say he didn't know exactly what he took, okay? Let's be honest here, all right? I don't know the guy. None of us know the guy, okay? But there are individuals who diet and train and sometimes they take things that they don't even know have certain supplements in them that could be illegal okay there could have been something that he took from a health food store or a gnc or something that he didn't know was illegal from from the uh the, the wwe wellness policy i mean it's happened before with other talents okay adam rose same thing he had before he got let go he had uh he had failed the wellness policy for the second time and he was vehemently stating that it was because he took some medicine that was prescribed from a doctor that was, that was okayed by WWE management at one point. Okay. So who's to say that Reigns that people, people are so quick to blame him and say, well, you know, he should have known better, but with all due respect, you know, maybe he just went to the, maybe it was a simple mistake. You know, did anyone ever think of that? Everyone's so quick to blame him and, and point the finger at him and, 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 and find another reason to hate on him. Okay. Sit back and just take that into perspective for a minute. And I think the fellows that busted open should have done the same exact thing. All right? As far as the, the, the opportunity to change things up and what needs to be changed, I'll give you a perfect example. And this is not because I'm some kind of expert, but this is because I saw this firsthand, okay? Back in December, I went to the TLC pay-per-view that was in Boston with a couple people. I sat in that arena, and the main event was Reigns and Sheamus, in a tables, ladders, and chairs match for the WWE title. 
before the show even started, when they got the opening credits, when they give you the, 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 the video package to hype up the event before they go live in the arena, the minute Reigns and Sheamus' face both appeared on the screen, the entire arena booed them both, okay? I, I, I said it on this show when I gave my, my review of it after the event happened. Um, during that match, watching it live, 17,000 people sounded like they did not care about either one of them throughout that entire match. Anytime there was a big spot with a ladder or a table, you got your oohs and your ahs, but for the most part, I felt like I was in a really big room. Like I, I felt like I was at a barbecue with a lot of people just talking over each other. Nobody really cared about what was going on in the ring. That's what it felt like that night until the end of the match when Sheamus won and Reigns went absolutely bullshit on Triple H and attacked him. The entire audience was like, yes, yes, yes. One more time, hit him again. They were all in favor of Reigns killing and destroying Triple H for screwing him out of the title, where three hours earlier they were booing him out of the building. To me, I felt that that heightened intensity in his character with the very impactful moves and not a whole lot of talking and not a whole lot of pizzazz really worked in his favor because the audience felt that that was more real than him trying to make jokes and ha- come up with a, a funny comedic personality, you know, in his character. And I think that was a big turning point at that time for getting the audience to like him again. And then of course the, the, the booking based on his character was screwed up completely. His, his look, I do agree with you to a sense, Ken, that maybe he needs to get rid of the shield moniker. Um, but at the same time, they're kind of, treating him like this vigilante. And if you're going to make him this like intense, um, impactful, you know, kick ass, take no prisoners kind of character, then I don't have a problem with him wearing the gear. I can understand why. Um, But I kind of would, I kind of compared him to Goldberg in a lot of ways. Okay. Goldberg didn't get over because he could tell a good joke on the microphone or if he could talk. Okay. Goldberg got over because he, he, he beat people up. He kicked ass and he took names for two and a half, three minutes, and then he left. Okay? And that's how I thought that they should have treated Reigns in some aspects, that he should have just go in there and beat people up and, and get over that way with the audience and not talk as much. That's where, I, that's where I felt, and I still feel to this day, that that's the best route for him, personally. Um, his matches in his title reign since he won the title at WrestleMania with the two with AJ Styles and even the one with Rollins, very good matches, and he held his own on that. Um, I think from an in-ring perspective, he could still hold his own in the main event with top guys. I don't think you should take him out of the main event scene, but I definitely think a, a change in his character is definitely needed once he comes back um, from the suspension. And, you know, my take on him being suspended and coming back for this triple threat match, I don't see an issue with it. Why? Because he's serving the 30-day suspension. Once you serve your suspension, you've done the time. Now you go back and you do your job, okay? And right now, the fans it's not like the fans are crying that, that, you know, the, that they don't want to see the shield triple threat. The whole internet's been talking about it for the past two years since the, since the, couple, since the group broke up. So I, I don't think there's any need for them to punish him even more once he comes back um, on television, but I definitely think an overhaul or a change in direction is in his character is much needed. And this 30 days is definitely going to be, it's going to be, it should be the, the turning point for management and for him to figure out the direction of that character. 
Yeah, you brought you brought up a lot of good points in in there. I mean, yeah, you know, people have you know failed drug tests and and it's been accidental. I mean, who knows what exactly happened with him? Maybe we'll get some information as as time goes on. Um, who knows what he was taking? Number one, number two. When you talk about, I mean, look, it's wrestling, and I'm not going to start pointing the fingers at guys, but you know. I've always kind of thought that the, the wellness policy, like some people, you know, are able to skate by, you look at some of the physiques uh, that are there, I have a hard time that all of them are being built naturally. So, you know, let's, let's not all jump all over Roman Reigns for, uh, you know, failing a, a drug test. I mean, who knows what he took, um, whether he was purposely taking something or, accidental um you know most of the guys there uh, are not all natural so even if he did take it on purpose uh let's take everything with a grain of salt um yeah you know it's one of those things where i think he'll be people are clamoring for this triple threat match that you know him coming back i don't think fans are really going to shit all over it him coming back from the suspension getting in that main event um because fans have wanted to see this triple threat match forever um I'm just intrigued storytelling wise, like how they, you know, they just come out and say he was suspended. Um, you know, how do they get him off TV for, for a bit? Um, but, you know, we want to hear from you guys. 347-838-9815. That is the number to call. You know, Dave, you bring up a good point, and I agree with you. Uh, Roman Reigns should have been an ass kicker. You know, he was the muscle of, of the shield. I, I mean, it's very intriguing to watch. How, like, I'm hoping, give me, like, 10 years down the road, then I want, like, a History of the Shield and these three guys DVD. Um, Because even now, the history is so intriguing because, you know, when the Shield, like, really got going, um, to me, like, Ambrose was the mouth, uh, Reigns was the muscle, and... Rollins was kind of floundering for a bit. For, we talked about a lot on the show that it was, it was odd that, like, where exactly does Rollins fit in all this? And, and Rollins wound up being the, the breakout, you know, the first guy to get that title, the first guy to move into that main event stratosphere, wrestler of the year kind of stratosphere, you know. And, and what made that character, that Roman Reigns character work in the Shield was he was the muscle. He was the big guy. He was the big guy that was going to kick your ass if you crossed the shield. And then on some levels, they tried to make him, uh, you know, a little bit like John Cena and give him these corny promos and, you know, not his fault. Uh, But you're right, a Goldberg-type character for him, a guy who doesn't say a lot and just kicks people's asses, um... That's the direction I'd go in. But, you know, you go back and forth where you talk, you speculate, you fantasy book, and it's, well, creative hasn't gotten it done so far. Do you have confidence that creative can figure out how to repackage Roman Reigns? If they repackage him at all, what exactly do they I do don't. with him? So, I mean, he make, I mean, right now, if I had to bet on that, I'd say when he comes back off the suspension, he comes back with the same outfit, and the same music, and he's the same Roman Reigns that we've seen since he broke away from the Shield. Um, here's the go ahead. Here, here's the problem with with, with with his return. Okay, 
this is something I forgot to bring up that I really feel I need to share, okay? My wife and I were out swimming yesterday. There were a few kids in the pool, like the local town pool, and they were wrestling fans, probably like seven, eight, nine years old, okay? Young kids. And I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention to their conversation, but one of them spouted out how Roman Reigns got suspended for taking drugs, okay? Seven, eight, nine years old, okay? The impact of what social media and the way to get information is is so intriguing these days that a young kid like that could get that kind of information and, 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 and know about it. It really all depends on how – now, handling this situation creatively, it all depends on how they're going to handle it because – when he comes back, you know, the audience has never been shy in showing him how they feel about him or how they feel about management when they do something creatively that the audience doesn't care for, okay? The, the, the WWE universe, so to speak, and I hate using that term, but the fans, they know he was suspended, okay? They virtually know it. You know how vocal they are. I can only imagine the next time he comes out, they could, they could chant drug addict, they could chant you're on steroids or – you failed, you failed the drug test or something like that. I mean, the audience could find a creative way to really get at him with that. So if I were management, I'd try to get in front of that before that even happens and maybe acknowledge the suspension. You know, and maybe, maybe you do bring it up on TV tonight, um, but that he'll be back in time for the championship match at, at, at Battleground. I mean, who knows? I, I, that's, the big, that's the big thing is if, if they ignore it, they're 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 setting themselves up to go head to head with like a three headed monster, and that's known as the audience. I mean, I really truly believe that. They, I, I think that they're gonna make a big mistake if they don't either creatively write them off TV or acknowledge that this actually happened and not insult the, the fans' intelligence. Otherwise, the marks are gonna shit all over it. Well, the minute he steps through that curtain when he comes back. That's an excellent point. And, you know, like fans today, I mean, fans that have tickets are probably like already like, you know, what chance can we come up with or what, what signs can we come up with? You know, um, so you're right. They got to get out in front of that. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. We want to hear from you guys. Call us because it's right now. Be creative out there. Do you repackage Reigns? If you repackage him, how do you bring him back? How do you write them off TV? How does the WWE get in front of this to make sure it's not an absolute disaster at the pay-per-view? So many things with the suspension, surrounding the suspension. Give us a call. Let us know your thoughts on the suspension itself and what Roman Reigns should be in the future and what management should do with them in the future. But right now, it is that time for the Day 5 50 News Report. Good evening, and welcome to a sweltering summer edition of the Dave 5 50 News Report. Tonight's report is brought to you in part by 1640 PWPR, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Network, and more. If you regularly listen to this show, then you know what I'm putting out. If you're new, then you don't know what you're missing out. 1640 is the one-stop shop for pro wrestling, boxing, MMA, and pop culture podcasts in the game today. Want to know more? Then head on over to iTunes and subscribe for free right now to find out what everybody is talking about. You can't beat three ninety nine, and if it's free, it's for me. The shameless shilling is now out of the way, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of this segment and give you the news. 
Our top story this week, several wrestling media outlets reported last week that WWE had reached out to former established talent to help facilitate the upcoming brand extension. One of those rumored names was Kurt Angle. Following those reports, Angle appeared on Mark Madden's sports radio program out of Pittsburgh and revealed that he had a conversation with WWE COO Triple H regarding a potential working relationship which would eventually entail a Hall of Fame induction. Angle in the same interview stated that no deal was currently in place and discussion of his return to help with the brand extension was briefly touched upon, but nothing further than preliminary talks. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer then revealed later in the week that WWE confirmed to him that they would not be bringing back Kurt Angle to the company and that the rumors of his return were false. After this news broke, Angle publicly acknowledged the reports in an interview with Sports Illustrated and stated that his conversation with WWE officials was confidential, but that he could return to the company next year. However, even that wasn't definite, and that the return for the upcoming WWE draft was not happening. Angle, who is 47, would not be able to endure the full-time schedule that WWE desires of its talents due to his history of neck issues and other serious injuries. Looks like the wrestling machine has spoken too soon. In a related story, the other rumored names being discussed to return to WWE would potentially be brought back to help get upcoming NXT talent over once they arrive on the main roster. Their notoriety would help establish credibility in fans' eyes on television, but their purpose is to help draw money, and particularly for live events, and put over the younger talent. A role very similar to that of the Dudley Boys. The contracts would be for full-time runs, and they would last for two to three years. The money, however, wouldn't be what it once was for some of these former talents, as it's been speculated that the financial aspects of the deals are said to be significantly lower than what those stars were making before they left WWE, and much lower than what some of these stars currently make on the independent scene. As of right now, we do not know if any of these individuals have agreed to return at this time, and to take this information with the proverbial grain of salt. And our second story, May 22nd, 2016, was the day that WWE and Cody Rhodes had seemingly parted ways. And now reports are surfacing that WWE has reached out to Rhodes recently. But it's not for what you may think. The company's not looking to bring Rhodes back in an in-ring role, but looking to sign him to a Legends deal. It seems that the company has some upcoming merchandise releasing in the near future with his likeness on it, possibly through a third party like Mattel, and they would love to work with him to be able to sell the merchandise that is soon to come out. Most likely, it's merchandise involving the Stardust character that remains to be seen at this time. No word yet on whether or not Rhodes has agreed to any kind of deal with the company, but it was announced recently that Rhodes would be participating in another one of his bucket list dream matches that has been talked about as he's scheduled to face Jushin Thunder Liger for Northeast Wrestling in Bethany, Connecticut on August the 28th. Ring of Honor announced last week that Roderick Strong would be parting ways with the company after the Best in the World event this past weekend in North Carolina. Strong had his final match with the company over the weekend, giving a post-match heartfelt speech to the fans in attendance, thanking ROH for his time in the promotion. The rumor mill is suggesting that Roderick Strong is bound for WWE NXT, where he could fit in nicely with the roster assembled, as now up to 12 NXT talents are rumored to be receiving call-ups to the main roster for the upcoming brand extension. No word at this time of any communication between himself and WWE. 
Last week during this very program, news had broke of an incident on the Las Vegas Strip with WWE superstars Alberto Del Rio and Page. Pictures online surfaced depicting Page taken into police custody. Some considered the whole thing to be a work for the E-Network reality series Total Divas, while others thought this truly was a domestic violence issue. Reports out this past week suggest that neither was the case and that an intoxicated couple approached Del Rio and Page causing trouble shortly after the Money in the Bank event. The WWE superstars then proceeded to call local Vegas PD to report the situation. Paige, detained in handcuffs, was taken as a precautionary measure as she was spotted by police running in the middle of the road, potentially trying to go after the couple that harassed her. WWE officials were aware of the situation after being notified by Del Rio, who officials praised for handling the situation like a true professional. Funny enough, reports have not surfaced at this time as to what happened to the inebriated couple that caused all of this. And in our final story this week, this is a follow-up story from a few weeks ago when I reported that CM Punk would make his UFC debut at UFC 202 against Mickey Gall in August. Well, I just want all of you to know that I take great pride in reporting the facts to you on a weekly basis. And everything I report, I do it with the utmost integrity and respect to the individuals I'm reporting on. Unless you're an asshole like CM Punk. And I've reported on a few assholes in the wrestling business. As well as the respective integrity of our listeners. What I'm getting at here is, I may have hopped on the bandwagon a little too soon and jumped the gun when I reported CM Punk's first UFC, UFC fight to be official. And for that, I apologize. Punk, as recent as this past week, announced on the UFC Unfiltered podcast that his fight with Mickey Gall is on, but it won't take place until September 10th at UFC 203 from Cleveland, Ohio. Punk stated in the interview that injuries during the training process caused this fight to be delayed on a number of occasions, but it's definitely official for September 10th. Considering Punk's popularity coming from pro wrestling, his fight with Gall will be in the main card, will be on the main card, and is advertised as one of the top three fights in that in that event. Alistair Overeem will be headlining 203 in a UFC heavyweight title bout against, if I can pronounce this correctly, and I apologize if I don't, Stipe Myokic. Anyhow, there you have it. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you all so very much for sweating it out right here on the Dave 55050 News Report. Only heard at the top of the hour every single Monday night right here at the Ken Reedy Show. Don't forget, subscribe now, right now, to 1640 PWPR on iTunes to listen to all the con- comprehensive coverage in the, in the world of pro wrestling and more. Oh, and if you don't already know, it's free. And if it's free, it's for me. Ken, back to you. Yeah, go check us out on the Twitter at the Ken Reedy Show because we got a survey up there right now. This, this CM Punk thing, I mean – you know, again, we're not the biggest CM Punk fans, and, and we've kind of taken the attitude of, you know, you turn your back and you bash pro wrestling, it's, it, you're insulting us, so we don't like you. <laughs> He's just given us so much fuel to continue to kind of bust on him. And I know he doesn't care. I know this is our little show, and we, we have some fun with it. But, man, you know, on our Twitter page, we have a survey right now that says three, three options. CM Punk, will he win his first fight? Will he lose his first fight? Or will this fight actually never happen? And it's funny because more and more I start thinking this fight's just, it's not going to happen. Um, if this guy is getting hurt, so and look, he had a nice little spot in pro wrestling. 
It's MMA. You're getting hit for real. And you're old. If you're getting this hurt during sparring and training, what the hell do you think is going to happen when he gets in the octagon? I, you know, I just look at this as like, you know, if you have a dream, good for you. You can afford to just go for this dream. To me, this is really ill-advised. Um, getting injured this often, having to push it off this many times, I can't imagine him being successful in the octagon. But, Dave, you know, you report on it again. I mean, the, the amount of delays that have occurred over the course of this training period, I mean, it is, it's downright comical. This is this – is, let me just say this, and this will be the last thing, hopefully, hopefully, I have to say regarding this situation. I respect the man for the fact that he's trying something new, something very difficult, something you and I probably couldn't do, okay? And that's be a newcomer at that age, in your late 30s, to the world of mixed martial arts, training for it. I can't imagine, okay? All right? It's got to be grueling and intense. And, of course, coming from the world of pro wrestling, the injuries he suffered in that industry, and then pushing his body to the limit in a different field of athleticism, yeah, it's 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 understandable that, that these injuries have caused these delays for this fight. However, this is also the same individual. Now, like I said, I respect him 100% for him doing this, okay? It takes, it, it takes a lot for an individual to go through that kind of training, and I have the utmost respect for him in that regard. In that regard. In other areas, I don't. With that being said, this is also the same guy who went on that Colt Cabana podcast Okay, in that controlled environment that he loves so much because it was his best friend interviewing him and not somebody that was really going to ask him the tough questions like us and bitched and complained for two and a half hours how Ryback kicked him too hard in pro wrestling. Okay, are you going to cry to Dana White when somebody kicks you too hard in the head or in the stomach or in the leg in, in mixed martial arts when it's a shoot? Give me a break. I'll gladly pay the $55 to watch him get his clock clean. I agree with you. It's, uh, it should be interesting, but again, I'm, I'm wondering if this fight will ever actually take place. But at least it gives us more fun stuff to just uh, rag on him about. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. Let's, let's get back to uh, the discussion at hand, and that's, uh, you know, the, the biggest news, uh, you know, arguably the biggest news, at least, you know, maybe over the course of the year, uh, you know, a guy who um, obviously when failed the test was most likely still the WWE champion, um, was the WWE champion. So, I mean, him failing uh, the, the wellness policy, being suspended, huge story. What does this mean for Reigns? What does this mean for the WWE? The storylines, what does it mean behind the scenes, his character? So many things to discuss. Let's go out to the phones. Give us a call if you got ideas. What to do with Roman Reigns now? Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. Let's go out to the phones. We got Rocky on the line. Rocky, how you doing this evening? Doing good, guys. What's going on? Ah, we're discussing it tonight. It's all Reigns all the time. We got to joke a little bit about CM Punk's uh, joke of an MMA career, but uh, we're back on track now with uh, Reigns and. Um, you know, again, for, for us, there's there's so many, you know, we've, we've discussed, we've used this term a lot this year, but there's so many moving parts. Uh, what to do with Roman Reigns? Is he still in the triple threat match? Uh, do you redo his character? Do you take this 30 days as a blessing and, and repackage him in some way, shape, or form? 
your thoughts on just the suspension and, and where the WWE and Roman Reigns should go moving forward? Well, uh, in this particular case, Ken, I'm going to call this suspension kind of like a blessing in disguise. Uh, there are several reasons for this. One, it, it was obvious to the fans, it was obvious to everyone that the WWE was doing its best to repackage uh, Roman into this John Cena, I'm a goody two-shoes type, I'm a great role model for the kids, you know, don't try not to die of diabetes because everything is so sweet. <laughs> and like they like they pointed out before, you know, you have eight, nine-year-old, you have little kids who can get this information. He got kicked out because of drugs. Well, you know what? Now, obviously, the illusion is shattered. The, the kids know, okay, maybe this guy is not a great guy. Because c- can you imagine the fallout? Just imagine for a second the fallout if John Cena were to, you know, would he get popped for peds? It, it, it would be devastating to, on a lot of levels. So in this case, for Roman, I think you, you just tossed off, the, tossed off those shackles. That being said, do they have to repackage him? In my opinion, yes. I, I, I think this is your opportunity to totally get away from you know, what he once was in the Shield, and make him into a new character. There there, there are several ways you can go. You can go the redemption of Roman Reigns. You can bring him back as a heel and say, look at this guy who doesn't respect the business, doesn't respect, you know, the fans. He just does what he wants. However you want to do it, here's your opportunity to, to go in a new direction. It's definitely my opinion that if they try to just stick it with the same old shtick, it's simply just not going to work. Yeah, it's just well, like, you know, what do they do? You know, is, is it wholesale changes? Is it, I mean, do you go and change everything? Uh, do you tweak uh, a little bit? Do you turn them heel? And where do you think you go with that? Yeah, I don't think I don't think you have to go, you know, 100, you know, a whole 180. Uh, do you turn them heel? If you're going to turn them heel, now would be the time to do it. Now would be the time to do it. Uh a new look, maybe, as far as ring attire, new entrance music, something to break him away. Uh, and in my opinion, should he come back heel? You know, depend, depending on. Let, let's face facts. When he comes back, he, my money's on. He is going to get an extremely negative crowd reaction. So, in my opinion, bring him back heel. Yes. He will, you know, and not not for nothing, make him make him a betrayer. Make, you know, if with Dean Ambrose having a strap right now, and the the storyline uh, remaining that him and uh, you know Roman and Dean are still brothers, quote unquote, have have Roman turn on Dean at, at the most inopportune time. Make him that devilish fiend heel that everyone really wants to hate because they, you know they're halfway there. You, you just really have to push him off that precipice. What do you think? I, I think it's a good idea. I mean, in all honesty, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, I, I'd work that match in some way, shape, or form for Ambrose to, to win. And, and I would have it in the most heinous fashion we can come up with in PG fashion. Um, I would have him beat the holy hell out of both of them. I would have him, 
so disgusted with the out with the outcome of the match that uh, he just destroys the two of them. Um, something to that effect, where it's just it's an absolute beatdown. He even though Ambrose walks out champion, he's the one left standing uh, at the end of the pay per view. Um, because whether it's face or heel, I do think you know, like I said earlier, uh, the ass kicking moniker is really the direction. To me, they need to go in, but um, it's a weird kind of thing for me because I, I do I agree with you. I think it can be looked at as a blessing in disguise. Um, but if someone said, "All right, you know, put your money down. How is Roman Reigns coming back? We're, we're placing bets now. I, I might really put my bets on same outfit, same look, same character, same ring attire." So I'm, I'm hoping that the WWE looks at this uh, as a blessing in disguise. Um, it's intriguing that you are wholeheartedly on the side of let's turn him heel right now. Let's use this interesting point, which I really I wasn't thinking so much in that direction. But you're right. As the goody goody, uh, as the, the as you said, getting diabetes because everything is so sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, whether they want to or not, that character is dead. Uh, he cheated. He failed the wellness. So uh, they got to tweak something. Uh, but Dave, I'm curious to, to, to Rocky's point. Do you go like wholesale uh, heel turn, or do you just do some tweaking? I think honestly, before the announcement of the suspension took place, based off of the events of uh, the transpired at Money in the Bank with him losing, and even the interaction that he had with Ambrose on Monday night, I, I really felt like. That, that was kind of the direction they were going to go in was, yeah, they set this match up, but um, it would be the beginning of him turning not only on Dean for swooping in and stealing the title, but also turning on the audience that has, that has 100% been against him for the longest time. Um, but now you can, first thing they got to do, the, I think in my, I, in my humble opinion, they really need to acknowledge this. They, they, they need to get in front of it on TV and acknowledge it first. And then you bring him back. You have the match. Yes, he's obviously going to get a ne- negative reaction. You can still keep him in his shield guard for the time being, same music, whatever. And Ambrose wins the match by pinning Rollins. Somehow Reigns has been taken out of the equation for that time being. But this is where Triple H returns. And then while Reigns has been gone for that 30 days, Triple H and him kind of mended fences, so to speak. And Triple H in that match says, after the end of that match, after Ambrose pins Rollins, there's always a plan B. The authority always has a plan B. And plan B turns out to be Roman beating the crap out of his friend, putting a beating on him, and takes the title from him. And then you could headline SummerSlam with Roman Reigns backed up by the authority versus Dean Ambrose for the WWE title. Because I cannot imagine them trying to – do Roman Reigns versus Dean Ambrose at SummerSlam in Brooklyn, babyface versus babyface, because we already know what kind of reaction he's going to get. He gets the same kind of reaction in Tulsa, Oklahoma, than he does in Brooklyn, New York, and the fans are, are the, the fan bases are two completely separate fan bases, okay? So that's the direction I would go, and I would almost use this suspension as well as all the things that happened at Money in the Bank and all the stuff that's happened between Reigns and the audience for the past year and a half and use that as a part of his turn. 
and, and this time away, not only was it a suspension, but it was a time away for him to get some clarity and to think about things, and he got a little bit of clarity and some help from the authority. And the authority helps him get back to the WWE Championship. And again, you know, it's one of those things where you look at that, though, and I think that works, too. I'm curious, Rob, before we let you go, and, and you know, we're throwing around some great ideas. If you were a betting man, what do you think? Do you think he comes back status quo, or do you think he comes back and, and they do something different and unique with him? Um, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you an option C, um, because if he comes back status quo, I say he comes back status quo. Like I said, if you're going to take the, if you're going to take the heel route, make him the great, you know, it's the great betrayer, you know, the second time around. Obviously, uh, Seth did it, and now Rollins is going to, I mean, uh, and now uh, Reigns is going to do it. Bring him back just like he looked, and like you said, maybe he, maybe he gives Dean a hand, but at the end of it. Beat the crap out of him, lay him out. I am now a heel, and then maybe the next the next appearance you see the new Roman. Interesting stuff remains to be seen exactly what they do, but it's fun to speculate. It's just fun to speculate exactly what they're going to do, and that's what we're doing here tonight. Rocky, good stuff as always. Thanks for the call. We'll we'll talk to you real soon. All right, guys, take care. Take it easy, brother. Yeah, so who? I mean, again, it's it's so much fun to like you know kind of fantasy book and look at like, you know, what are they going to do with Reigns? Are they going to turn him heel? Are they going to turn him heel? What are they going to do? And who knows, man, but there's so many different things that they could do. You just hope they do something. You hope they do something. And, and um, you know, I like your, your scenario of bringing the authority in, into play. Um, I don't know if I, if I believe that that really could be, could happen. You know what I mean? So, uh, let's see. Let's go back out to the phones again. You guys, we're talking Roman Reigns post suspension. What exactly they do with Reigns coming back? Uh, you need to give us a call three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. Let's go back out to the phones. <laughs> got a hairball. We got Mike on the line. Mike, how you doing this evening? Hey guys, I'm fine. How about yourself? Doing all right. What are your thoughts? Big scandal in the WWE. Well, what do they I, do? I agree Reigns? with I agree with Dave. Uh, I said it on my podcast. Wow, two weeks uh, in a row. Let's mark this down. Well, that's cool. You know, Dave, you're a cool, cool guy, and I'm and I'm glad to be a friend of yours. You know, you're you're a Thank great you. guy. Thank I think you. I've seen the, the rose and blue way of your thinking, but I agree with you. Um, for people to come out on podcasts and make these, you know, stupid accusations. First of all. If you if you remember um, when Shawn Michaels he did his D, one of his DVDs he talked about how he got suspended and he said that he wasn't taking anything and he, you know he might have been taking something but he, he didn't know what he was taking and I agree I mean I don't think Roman Reigns would be that stupid to be taking like the kids at the pool were talking about drugs but I mean something is uh you know something's bound bound to happen. So what do, you, what do you think they do going forward with him, though? What do you, where do you think, you know, well, after he comes you know, off Dave these 30 was days? Talking about, Dave was talking about possibly turning him heel and having him take on, on Dean Ambrose at SummerSlam. But the rumor has it 
that uh, that Brock Lesnar is going to be wrestling Dean Ambrose at SummerSlam too. That's what I heard. That's not, you know what? That's not out of the ordinary, and that's not out of the realm considering a number of situations. One, Brock. Last time he was on TV. It was against Ambrose at WrestleMania. I didn't necessarily care for that match, but um, the fact that he's also now on the cover of the video game and he's going to be at this—you know—he's going to be competing at the UFC event. It doesn't surprise me if he's in the title picture at SummerSlam. But at the same time, Lesnar's also got some unfinished business with, uh, with with Roman Reigns from WrestleMania last year. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if. Roman Reigns happens to be the next guy that puts over Brock Lesnar following the, uh, the, 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 the fight at the, at the UFC pay-per-view. That could be like their way of punishing him. Well, you've got to put Brock over now. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, maybe, uh, or maybe they say, you know what, next year you ain't winning the King of the Ring like they did the Triple H. But, um, but you know, you know what? What intrigues me about the whole deal is this: I said this now for a while. I've been saying this. I like Roman Reigns, but he's not the guy. And and I think the WWE, you know, this they should use this time to repackage him. I mean, at least they stopped having him come through the crowd. But now it's time to make him a different, you know, a different guy. And get rid of the shield garb, you know, put him in something different. Um, maybe turn him heel. You know, I I've noticed that with the WWE. Sometimes if they turn them turn you know, if they're not working face they turn them heel. Uh that's that's one of the, the other uh the other things that you mentioned. But that's I mean, that's what I think. I, I, I don't think keeping him face is working. Um uh, you know, I mean, I understand that he's another uh, face for the, you know, but it's just not getting over with the fans. And uh, I think you guys are hitting the nail on the head when it comes to, you know, what the fans were saying. I mean, I also think it goes back to bad will with what happened with Daniel Bryan, that all of a sudden, oh, no, Roman Reigns is the guy, and Daniel Bryan's out, and he didn't win the Royal Rumble. And I think the fans still, you know, still were saying Daniel Bryan's our guy. Well, I mean, it goes back to the old, you know, you know, for the most part in pro wrestling, you know, and if you watch this stuff long enough, um, you know, if there was a guy who was a face who, you know, for whatever reason wasn't resonating and was getting booed traditionally, all right, this is a guy we got to turn heel. He's getting the booze already. Let's let's turn him. And uh, in recent memory, it seems like you know once the WWE makes a decision on a certain guy, um, they kind of cram that down your throat. Uh, you know this. I mean, the timing. This would be it. This would be the way to go. And I, you know, maybe that is part of it. Uh, going back to the Daniel Bryan thing. Um, you know, but I'm curious. You know, I mean, they're changing things up. Dave came up with a scenario of him like joining the authority or being the authority's guy. Um, how would you turn him heel? That's what I would. I, I would either do that or or have him say, "Screw it, I can't be Ambrose, and now I'm just going to beat the daylights out of him." And you got what I want, and I'm going to take what you what you got. I mean, 
I don't know when the authority is coming back. That's another question, you know, Dave. I wonder when the authority is coming back. I mean, or if it's coming back, if they repackage it. I don't know what they're doing right now. Everything's in, it looks like everything's in limbo. But that's what I would do. I would, I would go a jealousy route. Like say, you know what, you know, I'm a, or not jealousy, but maybe, maybe more of, you know, I want my title. You have it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do whatever I have to do. If I have to even turn heel on my best friend, or whatever, or, or something like that, I, I just don't see. I just don't see. Uh, I, I see a heel turn in the works. They just need to do it. I mean, it works for the it works for the Rock because they needed the because the people were chanting "Die Rocky, Die," and I liked Rocky Maivia, but it just didn't work. It just didn't work out. Um, you know, they changed his gimmick. Uh, it just, you know, it just, sometimes you have to switch it up a bit and and turn them heel and see where it goes. You know, and I know you guys were talking before about CM Punk. CM Punk was in the same predicament. He was a heel. People were chanting his name. They were going crazy for Punk. Um, so, I mean, sometimes you have to give maybe the fans what they want, and sometimes you don't. I think he's been doing an okay job with his speaking. I think his promos have been getting better. I think he's been, you know, coming out there, especially sometimes when Stephanie McMahon would come out there. I've noticed that when he came out to approach her, it looked like they were cheering him on. You know, when they when they put him up against the real heel heels, it seems like, you know, he was, you know, he was that guy. Well, it looks like we are all in agreement right now. Looking at, uh, we'd like to see Reigns turn heel. Mike, thanks for the call tonight. Good stuff as well, always. Before you let me go, I just got to throw something out. I don't know why. Why in the heck? And this is a speculation. Is Brutus the Barber Beefcake going to be on Monday Night Raw tonight? <laughs> That's crazy. It's, I haven't heard that he's going to be on, but it's interesting because I just saw that on Facebook that he said he's at Raw tonight. Yeah, he's, so, um, he's, he's, supposedly I heard he's going to be doing something. I wonder what, though. He says he was there. Um, he tweeted on Twitter that he's going to be, he said, and then he said that he, he says, I'm, I'm here, um, brothers and sisters, Raw. So I don't know if he's going to come out to do, I don't know if he's going to come out and tease that he's going to be the next general manager or something like that, or or do a spot or something. But that's that's that'd be great if because you know what I'm hoping that inches him towards the whole thing. That's a good point. I mean, it would be cool to see that they move him towards that Hall of Fame status. Um, who knows? I mean, he could just be backstage hanging out. But uh, yeah, he's been talking uh, all day about going to Raw. He tweeted now that he's at Raw. So if we see a uh, I hope he gives someone a haircut. I hope it. That'll be <laughs> that's how they'll repackage Reigns. <laughs> that's going to do a Reigns. They're going to have Barbara come out and shave his head. Right? Did you guys? Did you guys see on uh, Edge and Christian show when he was on the Edge and Christian show? He was funny. On yeah, that it was show. hilarious. Exactly. Oh, I have not seen that episode yet. I will have you to go. You got to watch that episode, uh, Ken. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a good episode. I like what they did with. Uh, with Eddie Christian and that show. That show was funny. Um, but, guys, I will talk to you soon. Actually, tomorrow on my podcast, that's my spotlight wrestler of the, the show. Every week I have a spotlight wrestler, and Bruce the Barber Beefcake is my spotlight wrestler. So tomorrow the, the, the questions will be the top five matches for the beefer, for Bruce the Barber Beefcake. 
Well, interesting stuff. Mike, thanks for the call. We'll talk to you next week, brother. All right. We'll talk to you next week, guys. And, again, maybe we'll make it three in the, three weeks in a row, Dave. Maybe I'll agree with you next week. <laughs> hey, yeah, there you we'll go. Stuff Don't from the wonderful me. mind of Mike Ferrara. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting. And keep bringing the phone call, Super 7838-9815. You know, as we're trying to decipher things and make heads or tails out of all this stuff, um, we're all kind of in agreement of Roman Reigns, uh, you know, the best thing for him would probably be a heel turn. Um, you know, what exactly they do with that? Does he join the authority? Uh, you know, is it just, is he just by himself, but as a heel? Um, remains to be seen, even if they even go in that direction. But I, I do want to touch on, you know, Rocky said in his phone call, and it's a, it's a really good point. Everything that they've gone, like moving his character in the direction of, of being this syrupy sweet guy, uh, this good guy, this guy for the kids, um, it can't be that anymore. So whether he's a face or a heel, he cannot be that character anymore. Uh, like you said, Dave, like kids are talking about, he failed a drug test. He's a bad guy. He failed a drug test. You got to figure that any parents who are talking to their kids and their kids ask them about this, Roman Reigns did a bad thing. Maybe he's not a bad guy, but he did a bad thing. The narrative from parents to kids is that Reigns did a bad thing. He broke the rules. So you would think if not a heel turn, got to be a tweak in this character. It's just a question of what exactly they they do with them. And and it's fun. Like We're sitting there, we're dissecting and debating and talking about it. We have no idea. No idea what they're going to do. It's just fun speculating and, and fantasy booking uh, and, and thinking about what exactly it could do with this character. I do think it's important for everybody to remember, as much as the crowd has crapped on this guy, this guy's really talented. Reigns is really talented. And if they find the right character where he can cut promos that he's more comfortable with, I think there's a lot you can do with Roman Reigns still. I don't think this, this Roman Reigns experiment is, is necessarily over, but it's got to be changed. It's got to move in a different direction. Um, but he's a big dude who can move with some urgency in that ring. Um, he can have your solid athletic matches with guys who are smaller than him. He's physically imposing enough to wrestle the bigger guys. Uh, he's athletic, but he can do the strength moves as well. I, when I look at Reigns, I look at a guy that really is very, very talented. It's just, and, and Dave, you brought up the point a while back, booking has not done him any, any favors, and, and the character is just not resonating. Um, so, I mean, we could talk about this all night. We probably wind up, we, we will. Um, but it's just, you know, as we get set for Raw, and this is the Raw pre-show, obviously, and we get set for Raw, you know, Dave, you continue to be, I mean, you're of the mindset. Do you think they should just come out tonight and just say, yes, he broke the rules, and yes, he's going on suspension yeah. and just completely shoot tonight? Yeah. What do you think they should do tonight? I think they should, and you know why? Because this just, this came to me, you know, while you were, while Mike was talking. This isn't the first time that a talent has been suspended for uh, violating the drug policy, and they've acknowledged it on television and even used it in the storyline. If you remember in the early stages of the PG era of WWE, which we're currently in today. CM Punk and Jeff Hardy were in a rivalry 
And CM Punk, of course, his character, and from what I gather, his real-life persona, um, he's straight-edge. No drugs, no booze, no medicine, nothing. And Punk, when they were beginning to turn him heel at that time, it was in the summer of 2009, he was, he, he was bringing up Jeff Hardy's two strikes against him on the, on the, on the drug policy. He didn't go out and say that like you failed the wellness policy, but he kind of very tongue in cheek, like you got two strikes against you, pal. I got zero. You're a weak minded individual. You need drugs to, 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 to help you. I don't, I'm a better athlete than you, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like he kind of said it in a very tongue in cheek way that kind of let the audience know that like Jeff Hardy Failed the drug policy twice. He still got two strikes against him if he were to ever come back. Um, so I think – I just think that because today's audience is very smart, and like I said, those kids in the pool had to have been like eight, nine years old, and they're talking about Roman Reigns getting suspended for failing a drug test, okay, because they saw it on Twitter or they saw it on the Internet or whatever. Like if kids at that age can get that kind of information, okay – I mean, and obviously things are different in this day and age with, with, with kids getting that kind of – but if they can get that kind of information now, then I can only imagine what the rest of the audience, their age and even older, are going to do the minute they see him on TV. I mean, and because of his history with the audience and how vocal they are, it's going to come out. I, I mean, it's, it's not going to be pretty. You know, I can just imagine the kind of chance – like I said earlier, the kind of chance that they're going to – direct towards him and towards management. I mean, especially if he were to ever win the belt again, you kidding me? Um, I mean, they, they would definitely, definitely, you know, expose this mistake that he had made and in some ways hijack, hijack the program with it. So I think it's got to be acknowledged in some form or fashion, unless they got something super creative that's, that's going to blow your socks off and be like, Oh wow. Okay. That was a cool way to write him off. But, I really don't see that happening with him. And, or they could just completely ignore it altogether, not acknowledge him on TV for the next four weeks, other than the fact that he's going to be in the match for the title, and then he just shows back up and they act like nothing ever happened. That route wouldn't surprise me either. But, like I said, they're setting themselves up to go one-on-one with the, the three-headed monster known as the, known as the, the, the IWC, and it's, it, it won't be pretty. And that goes to, to a larger issue as a whole that the the wrestling and I know non wrestling fans would like scoff at me, but like you know wrestling fans they're a smart group. All right, if anyone who's not a wrestling fan is listening, I can I can actually hear you laughing. But we're the wrestling fan, the landscape of wrestling fans. They're a brighter bunch. They're more in tune. Sometimes I think that fans think they're they're more in tune than they really are. But they're more in tune than we were when we were younger. Um, you know, when I was a kid and when I was even getting close to, like, high school and stuff, like, we were still debating whether wrestling was scripted or not. Uh, you know, the Internet wasn't around. Um, you know, it was still a closely guarded secret. So times are different. And, you know, when I look at the Roman Reigns thing, if – if he lost the belt, suffered some sort of like heinous beatdown, was not on Monday Night Raw, and then we heard he was suspended, then maybe I think you could go that route. All right, he got, 
you know, oh, obviously, I guess it's, that's how they wrote him off TV. I, I just think now the timing of everything for the the for every everybody knows everybody. If you're if you're a wrestling fan and don't know that he's been suspended for a violation of the wellness policy, I, I don't know how. I, I mean, you, you turn your you trip over the story. It's everywhere. So it's it's symptomatic of a bigger problem that. The, the wrestling audience has gotten more in tune with what's going on. And wrestling, the WWE, has to get out in front of these things and recognize that fans are a little brighter and you can't just force feed them garbage and they're just going to take it. Do I think the IWC and certain fans are out of line sometimes? Absolutely. Absolutely I do. Do I think they're overly critical at times? Yes, I do. But do I think the WWE sometimes needs to really up their game with how they treat fans? Yeah, I do. I really do. And this is something where the suspension came out. It's a crock of shit. Excuse my French to come out and come up with some stupid storyline tonight to write them off TV. I'm right there with you, Dave. They know the suspension's coming. Get out in front of it. Admit the suspension. And, and you know what? Like right now with, with that, look, the crowd, the fans, the IWC, whatever you want to call them, like I said, they're getting their tickets, and they are trying to create. They are trying to figure out chants and signs. So Roman Reigns is going to come back to uh, an exponentially more heated crowd. They're not going to like him now when he comes back. They're not going to be like, "Oh, the returning hero." Now we support you. No, they're going to come up with clever chants. You know, they're going to come up with clever signs. He's not going to hear the end of it. And this is the time where you're going, you've got the heat already. In my opinion, the heat is going to be ratcheted up once he comes back. Admit the failed drug test. Admit that this guy, whatever you want to, you want to call it, cheated, made a mistake, however you want to call it. And then, like, use the heat that he's going to get when he returns to, to recreate, repackage the character that is Roman Reigns. You, you can't. I don't know. I just don't. When I think about Monday Night Raw tonight and what they may or might, may not do, I, I just think whether it's, uh, you know, some sort of heinous beatdown or, or, you know, some other, you know, way to, to write them off TV, I just think it's an insult to everyone else's intelligence. Um, it, it's yep. right there. And, and to me, you, you, I'm right there with you, Dave. It, this is the time where acknowledge real life, use it, use it to the best of your ability, um, you know, I mean, I, and again, I don't know exactly how to word it, but character wise, you got Reigns who, you know, you guys turned your back on me, uh, you know, when I, when I came out of shield, even though Rollins is the one that stabbed me in the back and, you know, I come back now and you turn your back on me again. Um, you know, I, it's something to that effect that I'm done with you guys. I'm done with you fans. I could, I could give a rat's ass what you guys think about me. Um, something to that effect coming back and, you know, make him a guy of short on words, long on kicking people's asses. And I, to me, that's, that's, you know, Rocky used it. I think we probably said it as well. Use this as a blessing in disguise uh, to me. Like this is something that um, stop treating us like idiots, you know, stop treating us like morons, get out in front of this. Um, it's on your website. Uh, well, you know, I wish that it said, I'm looking at the website now. I wish they said something 
like, you know, you're saying, Dave, come get out in front of it. I wish I was watching, I was looking at something right now on the website that said, you know, Reigns to address his 30-day suspension tonight. Like, that's what I'd like to see. Treat us like we're smart. We know it's coming. We know why he's not going to be around. Um, but don't give us some BS thing. I mean, I don't even know, Dave, if you could think of something. For me, I don't know if there's anything storyline-wise that works for me, whether it's a beatdown or they just ignore it altogether and he's not there. I just think be upfront, be honest, use it storyline-wise. But I, I think anything else is kind of an insult to our intelligence. You know, after thinking about this scenario more and 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 going through my head, the in, in my opinion and in your opinion, the correct way in handling this from a creative standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint, um, at the same time, that could also bite the audience in the ass. Here's why. Okay, we couldn't. We could say that you know, as fans, don't tell our intelligence. Tell us what happened. You know, acknowledge this. He's a big part of the stories and a big contributing factor to the the to facilitating this particular storyline. Um, acknowledge what took place. WWE could say, okay, we will acknowledge it. We will tell you that Roman Reigns has been suspended for 30 days um, for violating the, the WWE wellness policy. However, they could then return it into a redemption storyline. Think about it here for a minute, okay? When Reigns was suspended, okay, when the announcement came, WWE made the announcement, and not too long after that, Reigns put out a tweet apologizing to his family, his friends, and the fans for making a mistake and that he owned up to it, Okay. Part of Now, I believe that part of me, that that was genuine, okay? I truly believe that from the man himself, Joe Anawaya, which is his real name, that that was genuine from him, that he wanted to own up to that mistake that he messed up, okay? But I also think, too, the other half, the other side of that coin, it would, have not, sh- it would not shock me if I were to ever find out that WWE management said, okay, go on Twitter and address this right now, apologize and own up to this, and then when you come back, we're going to start the rebuilding of Roman Reigns all over again as, the, as, the, as the, the, the returning hero that messed up and made a mistake. Because we all know a good co- a, a, a comeback story or a fall from grace and returning to the top of the mountain does make a lot of money and sell tickets in the wrestling business. At least it, it has had a track record for it in, in years past. It would not surprise me one bit if they turned this into, you know, like, I mean, to compare it to, you know, LeBron James. LeBron James, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they were down three to one, and they come back, you know, to win the NBA Finals in game seven, and LeBron it has that redemption coming back to Cleveland and beating the, the, the team that beat them in the finals last year. You know, they could, Vince loves a good comeback story. He might do this with Roman Reigns again. So, you know, as a wrestling fan for you and I, you know, and for other people out there that may agree with our, our points from earlier, careful what you wish for, because you might get that acknowledgement. They might not, they might, you know, actually do what we ask from them and not insult our intelligence, but then they might flip the script on you and say, Aha, but we're going to do it our way, not your way. And I agree. I, I can see that happening, and I think that's a mistake. Um, I agree. Yeah, I, I think the the route right now for Reigns would be have him come back, turn him heel, and then, you know, one of those heels that's, 
you know, let them kick people's asses for a while. And when the time is right, you know, you turn a baby face again. I mean, I, when I look at Ambrose Rollins and Reigns, I mean, I, I, I look at all three of them as having very long careers and guys that are going to be on both sides uh, often enough. Uh, to me, it's like when, when the timing is just right and, and the crowd is reacting a certain way, this is the time, man. This is the time to turn them heel. You know, a year down the road when he come, you know, after he's back, you think, all right, now it looks like the crowd is getting behind him. They're enjoying his ass kicking. They're really getting behind this new version. All right, well, then you, you turn him face in. You know, turn him face the right way. Um, you know, that might be the route to go. I just think, you know, I agree with you. I could see people in the back saying, yeah, that, that redemption kind of story. Ah, 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 redemption, everyone likes to come back. We're going to go that route. I don't see it. I really don't see it right now. I don't see the typical fans you get, typical crowds you get at pay-per-views. I don't see them buying into a redemption story. I I think with Reigns right now, it's – to me, and again, I could be wrong, but collectively, I feel like the live audiences are going to almost be taking the attitude of, look at this guy you crammed down my throat. For months, you you forced me – to buy into this character, you forced me to to like him. You gave me this like goody goody two shoes kind of character, and he's a cheater. So ha ha on you, ha ha on the WWE. The guy you pushed and crammed down my throat turned out to be a cheater, and and I, that's why I, I don't think that fans are going to be looking for redemption. I think they're going to be looking to pile on. I think it's it's almost kind of a you know we were right and you were wrong. This wasn't the guy to push. See what happened. So I, I just think the redemption story would be the absolute wrong direction to go in. Remains to be seen exactly what they do. Again, a huge story in, in the world of pro wrestling. Again, check us out on Facebook tonight, facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Sure, there will be a lot of discussion over the course of Monday Night Raw, what direction they go in with Reigns and his suspension. But we got a three-hour program, and with – a little under eight minutes left. Um, one of the things I wanted to just touch on tonight as we get set for Monday Night Raw, interesting that the Wyatts are back and, you know, something's going on with them. Are, are they going to be able to thwart the power of positivity? Interesting that they're matching up these two factions. Um, intriguing. Love the fact that Bray is back. Love seeing him back. I, I, I just find it um, – this is something – I'm not sure if I'm totally buying into it, but at least it was in- intriguing to see, um, you know, Xavier maybe taken a bit by Wyatt's message. Um, interesting stuff. What do you, what direction do you think they're going in with this stuff, Dave? Um, to be honest with you, I don't know. You know what it comes across very much like to me personally? Um, this comes across like the company is trying to put these two together and do something with them before they – split a lot of guys up in the draft, okay? Now, I think – I said this before. I don't think tag teams should be, you know, split up. I, I, I don't think New Day will get split up because they'd be dumb to split up New Day with all the money that they've been making um, off of New Day's merchandise. And they would be dumb to split up the Wyatts because I really don't think that anything of significance would happen with uh, Eric Rowan, Braun Strowman, and even Luke Harper to a certain degree. Um, although it was quite interesting when the Wyatts returned – um, on Monday, and they showed the video package. Luke Harper was nowhere in that video package. And the, there's been rumors that um, 
When he does return, he might have a singles run on his own, separate from the Wyatts, um, which good for him because he's a great talent, but I just I, – I like him in the Wyatts. I really do. He's the workhorse of that group. Um, he's kind of the guy that, that, that takes all the bumps um, and, but can still work a believable big man style. So be that as it may, I, I kind of feel like they're putting these two together just to kind of see what happens with them. Uh, but I have a feeling they're doing it just because the draft's coming up and they kind of want to get it out of the way because they might not have a chance to for a while. They want they might they might want to cash in on you know the, this this evil Wyatt family versus the power of positivity in the new day. So, um, but it's intriguing. I mean, I think it's pretty cool that they, that they've paired them up. Um, I'm I'm, I'm kind of interested in that whole thing with Xavier and how he was kind of like taken aback by some of the things that Bray was saying, and he was almost scared in some aspect. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how much further they go with that and in what direction they go with that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's it's a fresh matchup, too, and everyone likes to see fresh matchups, and I don't know. I'm just, I, I, I think it'll be good, you know, but coming out, you know, going it's, – it's weird because the draft is so close. So, if you want to keep the Wyatts and the New Day together – um, what exactly, what direction are you going to put either of those groups in? So what's the outcome of this, of this storyline, you know? So I am a little intrigued as to how this is going to all play out, especially so close to the draft. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because it's one of those things that I'm kind of like going back and forth in my head with, you know, what I think about that. Like, you know, initially it's like in my, as a wrestling fan, I get that pop, like, you know, oh, fuck, you know, I love New Day. I love the Wyatts. Uh, this could be fun. You know, let's get these guys, you know, mixing it up. And and then when I started actually thinking more about it, I was just kind of, uh, what exactly direction are they going to go here? Um, you know, the Wyatts, you know, got a pop when they came out. Um you know, they've been heels, but the crowd's behind them. The crowd's behind New Day. I get it. You got the darkness and light kind of thing, so that works. You got two great factions. Like, that works. Um, I found it odd. Like, it was one of those things where, you know, I'm looking at Xavier Woods kind of being, like, taken by the Wyatt's message. I'm like, can I, can I picture, like, him in the Wyatt's? No, I can't at all picture that. Um you know, is it a ruse? Um, I don't know. It just kind of was one of those weird things where it was like kind of one of those, yeah, the new day in the Wyatts. And it was, I don't like, what direction is this going to go in? It's kind of odd. And then you're right, close to the draft, they split up teams. They split up, you know, either one of these factions in, in any way, shape, or form. Um, who knows? But it, it definitely was one of those things that kind of had me scratching my head for a bit of like, what what exactly are they going to do with, uh, this program with um, these two factions. And obviously I'm sure we'll get a little bit more um, from them tonight uh, with, but actually two minutes left and, you know, they just were throwing something up on the network and I, and I just wanted to acknowledge um, how cool is it, man, that we got Daniel Bryan back in the fold at least, and he's doing uh, commentating for the cruiserweight classic. Pretty cool. It adds instant credibility because of his ability in the ring um, to the, to, to this new concept, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he was known to be a lighter guy and work with smaller guys and he's super over and popular. And it's just, it, 
it makes it it makes that tournament even more important now that he's a part of it. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it's great. So I'm like, and I'm looking forward to seeing you know again, and we talked, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more next week. Um, you know, we look at the WWE, and obviously tonight's show dominated by the Roman Reigns discussion. But as we've been talking about the last few weeks, I mean, so many changes, so many different things going on. Uh, you know, the Cruiserweight Classic. How is that going to unfold? How is it going to be played out? Um, but now Daniel Bryan in the mix for that. So that's something that's uh, pretty exciting. Something that's like, again, different. But as we talk about the stuff, the differences going on in the WWE and all the changes going on, you know, is it going to be positive or is there too many moving parts going in too many different directions um, that maybe, uh, you know, could it not be a good thing? Um, again, I'm optimistic. I think a lot of this stuff looks good. Uh, when I hear about Daniel Bryan adding, you know, coming into the mix as far as the Cruiserweight Classic, uh, that's cool. Lots of changes, draft coming down the pike, and you get a guy in Roman Reigns who one of the biggest stars, or at least the biggest star according to the WWE as far as who they wanted to push, winds up getting himself a 30-day suspension. That now, when you look at everything going on, that's another moving part. How do you bring him back? What do you do with him when he comes back? Do you turn him heel? Do you turn? Do you keep him face? Do you do nothing? So there's so many different things that are going on in the WWE over the course of the summer, and then you throw into the mix their former champion, the guy that was going to be the guy, suspended. You guys, thank you all for tuning in tonight. Great stuff as always. Check us out on Facebook tonight for the Raw Chat. And that's Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. We'll be back next week. 6.30, get you set for Monday Night Raw. For Dave, I am Ken. Good night, everybody.